So, good evening. <laughs> and Sarah said, I'm, a, I'm on a bit of a tour at the moment. So, teaching around North America. So, just been a couple of days in Canada so far. Just coming from New York, Boston, and then before that west coast of the United States so it's a little bit of a blur <laughs> and uh, you know but during the time I as I travel around you know I see these kind of common uh, perceptions Obviously, everybody's doing a slightly different things, and yet, what I what I meet, commonly held experiences, people to be trying to live good lives, trying to make their lives work, um, looking for well-being, looking for harmony, looking for understanding, looking for some warm-heartedness in their lives. Mm, often, quite a bit of struggle to find it in the world around them. A lot of people feeling quite driven by, driven along by the pace of things and yet not really seeing how they can check that or step out of it. And somehow in all that driven along in the pace of things something's been neglected. You know, some inner resource, some inner quality of Sustenance, nourishment being neglected. And when it comes to this time in the kind of human development, and you're thinking, hmm, you know, people aren't hanging around. Plenty of effort, a lot of intelligence, you know, a lot of information, and people really working at it. Yeah. Maybe climbing the wrong mountains. <laughs> Do you ever get a sense that you know you struggle and you really worked at it and you've done a lot of good things and you you know, you you use the information pack that was given to you <laughs> applied yourself and yet maybe it wasn't the right mountain you were climbing. There was another one that wasn't quite so obvious, wasn't quite apparent. Mm. Well, maybe we feel, well, you know, perhaps there's some lack of some inner resources, as I said, plenty of external stuff, you know, plenty of really quite wonderful, effective, efficient stuff that should make life easier. And yet, you know, sort of it flips over, doesn't it? It ends up you're 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 supporting it as much as it's supporting you. <laughs> as we're coming along today in the in the car, just through the streets of Toronto, you know, a lot of traffic around. I don't car, you know, wasn't it wasn't a deluxe car. It must have been many thousands, several thousand dollars to 
purchase the thing and we notice we're driving along and there's a woman on a push bike you know we pass her and then we keep going on and then suddenly we realise we're passing her again <laughs> so how come the woman on the push bike like I don't know you know $400 push bike whatever it is <laughs> it's going faster than we are <laughs> and she's not even breaking sweat you know <laughs> so <laughs> And then it comes down to how much quality of peace of mind and well-being do we have, you know. Uh, all the appurtenance and things we've kind of built up, which should make life good, and yet one piece is missing. It's the, you know, the generation, the regenerative qualities of the heart, mind, awareness. <coughs> Always occupied, isn't it? So we somehow, even though we're putting our time into many things, somehow we're not putting time into something within ourselves. It's really vital and necessary. Call it spirit. Call it good heart. Call it emotional regeneration. See, it's noticing how people can be very critical of themselves or feel sad about themselves or feel you know it's very easy to think rather doggy thoughts about oneself as well you know you're this and you're that and you're not this and you're not that and you should be this and you could be that and maybe you're never going to be this and you're probably always going to be that <laughs> and then something happens and it's oh you idiot you did that again you know you really blew that and you should have been like that and you know this kind of thing going on as a background program and not a lot of not a lot going on that's saying you know well you're really doing quite well and that was a nice thought you had and well, you're pretty you know quite a generous person really and well, you know you could have done a lot more damage than you've done today <laughs> you know you felt like blowing up but you didn't you know and you were patient and you restrained yourself and you know something actually gives you some affirmation and encouragement yeah. you know that's it that bit seems to be missing something warm heartedness towards oneself mm. it's really important isn't it how do we keep going if we don't have that how do we how do we get up how do we face the day if there isn't something in us loving ourselves appreciating ourselves guiding ourselves uh, you know, even pointing out maybe positive suggestions of how we could live better rather than just slapping, you know, negative comments saying, oh, okay, that was a mistake how did you know it was a mistake? Are you sure it was a mistake? what tells you there's a mistake? oh, you, okay, okay, so you really learned that? right, great, you've learned something, wonderful you've learned what a mistake is, that's fantastic because if you really learn what a mistake is, then you you know, it means you've got a lot of wisdom, and uh, that's fantastic. You're not just Pavlovian dog, you know. You can actually shift your you, you can shift your programs. You can say, oh, that was wrong. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's great. So even mistakes, we can we have a more positive quality towards our own lives, caring for ourselves. Then, even when we do get it wrong, as we all must do, surely, 
it's a learning experience then something's there to say well that's good you found out that was a mistake you've learned something so now move on you know and yet the tendency can be just getting embroiled either to deny we're doing anything and making mistakes or feel really defensive or deny it or blame somebody else or blame the past or you know no no just just don't have to go into a whole analysis of why's and where's just recognize how did you know something you said wasn't good or something you did wasn't good it's amazing isn't it something there can know that you because know, you feel bad you feel regret if you, you don't, you, what you feel like you don't want to be with you don't want to be with yourself when you're cr- crotchety and snipey and bad mouthing or grumpy or you know you don't want to be with that it's, it doesn't feel good right so then you know what is it we're going to have to be with ourselves aren't we so let's make it as comfortable as possible <laughs> this is not nothing really esoteric piece of understanding it's just you've got to live with yourself you better make it as good as possible because you you're there for a lifetime it's the one you're not going to get away from <laughs> you can't get a divorce <laughs> so you've got to make it as good a ride as possible which means you've got to learn to be with this person and be compassionate and loving and maybe give them some guidance on you know what? What's really doing them harm? And what's for their welfare? Yeah. So it's really that this this attitude. You know that, that our lives are precious. <clears throat> and maybe there is there are several things, perhaps that are needed to sort of turn turn our attitudes around, and to make them more more even more than just attitudes to make them into real pragmatic shifts that we really feel um, shifts in our lives shifts in our sense of ourselves shifts in our experience so not just kind of the old philosophical notions but real shifts mm-hmm. um, this is uh, kind of what the whole cultivation of, of awareness and recollection and meditation and thinking and acting in a, in a careful considered way with some sense of getting feedback from what we're doing this is the heart of Buddhism Buddhist cultivation I don't think it's only Buddhism but Buddhism deals with this in a, in a pretty full-on way you know we're always looking for this some kind of guidance and Buddhism is really showing you you can get guidance from watching your own experience watching, getting feedback from the way you what thought does to you, what kind of thoughts do have what kind of effects on you what kind of actions have what kind of effects on you what kind of things you want to dwell in in yourself and what gives rise to good effects so you're learning very immediately from the the book of your own body mind so it's a very direct kind of approach and things that help us to to just start to look at that things that turn the mind around to look at this state we're in this position we're in 
first of all, we ought to recognize that we're all born, age, sick, and die. So that sets up a question, doesn't it? I mean, it really brings you back to this. What do you want to do while you're here? You know, it, the time's running out. Maybe you don't even have to die up. You can die young as well. <laughs> Death is pretty, doesn't mind how old you are. There's no kind of age limit on it. Um, you can sicken. So, that, you know, you just don't know. But what you do know is your, your time is, is limited and runs out. And what's going to, what best way to spend your time here? Bear that in mind. What's necessary? You realize if you pick up a whole load of unnecessary stuff, maybe you're going to miss the main point. Maybe you're going to be climbing the wrong mountain. You pick up too much unnecessary stuff. If you don't focus in on what is necessary, you're going to miss the plot. Hmm. So there's also the recognition there are teachers, beings, Buddhas, you know, who actually held this, looked at this very thoroughly. And based upon looking at that thoroughly, found some ways to bring their lives into fruition. So we have that sense. You have these these are called the big messengers. And in between the two we have the possibility of action, activities, of direct what we can do, and if you like, some guidance on, on, on that. Karma is what we can do, Dharma is the guidance. Mm-hmm. Karma, action, it means, you know, we may have all kinds of ideas of what karma means. Sometimes people think it means kind of predestination or fate, but it means action, it means that now you can do something that's for your welfare or you can do something that's going to do you harm or you can do something that's going to be take you off in the wrong direction so get it so it's a significant thing and you learn about karma from just witnessing the the spinning wheel of your mind the rolling wheel of it you know, you know what it feels like so it's more than just a philosophical principle or even some kind of judgment good, bad, that's right, that's wrong the, the uh, words are used uh, this is skillful, or this is wholesome, this is bright mm. it feels bright, it feels good, tastes good, feels good got a good quality to it mm. this particular inclination feels good Generosity. Feel, when I can be generous, I feel good. When I can be loving, I feel good. When I can be um, patient, I feel good. When I can be honest, I feel good. So you just feel these out. And it's certainly not from some sort of judgmental position of you've got to be this, otherwise you're going to get punished. But really just checking out. We all have these impulses, we all know what these words mean, every single one of us has acted in ways that are generous, loving, patient, kind, forgiving, mm, honest. We've all done that. And sometimes we do it and we just skip away, don't really hold that and check out what it felt like. Mm. 
so that's a big part of the learning process just to, just to slow down enough to be with what you're putting out because if you want to learn this is the book you're going to learn from really start studying the text don't just skip on to the end of the you know another one get rid of that another one but really feel it out and you can do this and then you can feel out the opposite you know, say the dismissive tendencies we have the scornful tendencies we have the kind of vengeful petty things you just stuff that you really you don't want to really even acknowledge actually and we have this possibilities so you feel like how you don't even want to really be with that or acknowledge it in yourself because it feels kind of sour twisted unlovely and you feel it and just this is really important very simple guide that helps to turn the mind around saying it's not it's how you do so the the destination we're aiming for is not in 20 years time I will be not in by Friday I will have done this but right now that's the destination and right now of course will in due course of time be Friday and be 10 years time and so forth so the destination is the here and now is always you know something can move along the destination is actually to actually get on that rolling ball rather than be dragged along by it you know or feeling it's running away from you the rolling ball is your own mind and if you can't maybe the first thing one of the first things we need to do why we meditate and we just have this check in with ourselves period is to is to start to cultivate the kind of karma the kind of mental activity it's a subtle mental activity isn't it you attend to something you put something aside you focus on something you, you shelve other things That's that we call that mental karma mental activity so you know first maybe our first kind of mental activity is just to be able to clear some space so you can begin to really get in touch with yourself and that can itself can be it's quite alarming to, to realize hey you know where have I been for the past hour you know I've certainly been somewhere and I've been busy and I'm pretty o- occupied but you know it's all been of a rather movie like nature I've been in the movie I've been in the rushing along in, in celluloid somewhere in, in like a dream world moving with plenty of passion and intensities going on in it and yet not really you know geared to to um, effective action action that involves my heart involves my, I spoke a lot I talked a lot I moved around a lot I thought a lot and yet somehow I wasn't really with how is this, how is this, how is this for me um, what am I putting where's the point of this is this useful or is it just a lot of this it's just nervous activity just adrenaline you know nervous activity and, 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 and preformed programs you know 
so we say things that we've kind of almost just automatic saying things hello have a nice day yada 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 really yeah. um, so a friend of mine went to a one of those old fashioned barbers stores, shops you know where you get your hair cut the barber snips around behind you snip, 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 snip. the barber always goes oh, how are you today sir you know, you know, I just murdered my wife oh very good <laughs> <laughs> you know just got kind of the line of the thing and the barber's snipping away and he's, he's asking my friend oh, I'm going to Borneo to the, where the headhunters live oh yes very good so <laughs> he was but <laughs> the first thing that just kind of comes out with a line is actually he's listening to what's being said <laughs> do you ever feel that? Do you ever do that? <laughs> no. So, so one could be really saying, acting, talking, and yet not really fully engaged. It's just like stuff is just spooling out from some program. You know, and how much of the day gets to be just um, a program? Bong, alarm, get out, be in bed, shower, wash, gee, teeth, first, your coffee, your car, your keys, dog, your pork, we go zap, traffic lights, curse, run, run, patient, road rage, worry, look at the cup, watching, zip, zap. <laughs> Some kind of freaked out marionette. <laughs> you know, and if it, where's the quality if, we, if we're related to other people in that way and so we start to relate to ourselves in that way it's like there's, there's the heart isn't there not that we don't have hearts every single one of us can feel deeply moved and and joyful and you know and, and so forth but we, it doesn't always engage these things are, you know, things are running out programs are running so um, you know and then that can be going on and then one day it stops you know you drop dead or you break your leg or suddenly you're in another, another movie and you, didn't, you weren't prepared for it you know you wake up one morning and you find out you've got cancer suddenly dying you know, what happened to the what happened to the script uh, and this is the thing that happens to all of us so that piece of pro that piece of program isn't really relating to the direct organic experience of being here with this body and this mind. What is that? No. It's kind of relating to all sorts of social and you know, working day programs and cultural attitudes but how much it is actually preparing and being with your your own body mind heart mm. so you know meditation or cultivation is perhaps acknowledging these programs and see and also being to see how do we get triggered by them how do we get into them are they really how solid are they how much are we programmed and you know, can we step out of that? You know, just even a just even a shift, and to know what we're doing, to have some choice. 
you know, to get some little bit of space and choice about what we're going to do. Okay, we've got to live, we've got to eat, we've got to make a living and so forth. But can we say, I, I've got some choice over how I do that and the rhythm I operate at and some, some sense of, I want, to, I want to be there with my life. <laughs> you know, and I want to be able to say, okay, that's enough for today. And now some downtime, and just to be with myself and refresh myself and look after this, this, um, this rather precious life. So just to have this, this sense, this is a sense of a, of a contemplative, a meditator, someone who, a cultivator, begins to be, look at things in this way. And then we look to Dharma. So we need some guidelines here. Mm. Yeah. Bearing in mind, you test everything out in accordance with what feels proper or right, brings up your best, brings up things you feel you want to live within yourself and what puts it, you know. So you, te- you take that, bear that in mind, you put the two together. Take up some teachings, say, well, how does this make me, what are the results of this, a little bit. Where we start to recognize, well, you know, living with some compassion is important, some sense of to others as to myself. So, you know, to, so that I'm not going to be abusing people. Mm. That doesn't make, if I, if I act like that, it doesn't feel good. It also means it's very likely they're going to start abusing me back, <laughs> which isn't so good. Yeah, so we look at things like ethics and behaviour. And, and things we feel, whatever anyone else has done, I feel I can, I can live with myself. I can live with my actions. Yeah. It's really important, isn't it? And then, uh, how to be able to shift the gearing of the mind so it's not always in high speed mode. So if your mind gets is is less driven then it's, you realise it's got another direction. It's not just got forward gear, five forward gears and five reverse gears. You know, it's got another direction apart from forward or back. It's not about just about getting on and getting more or defending and getting away. It can do something else. It can open. You know, it's like instead of just being... Um, you know, vertical, it can be horizontal as well, it's got another dimension, the mind can open up. What do you mean by that? It means that rather than in the time span where you're always moving forward towards goals and towards achievements and towards duties, you know, which is always pushing in a kind of linear direction forward, or even sinking because of this and this and this and this, so you're always thinking forward. See what I mean? You can stop, open up. Say, How does this feel? So you know that's it's like that. It's your your widening, your deepening, your extending, your expanding your awareness of the present, rather than moving it forward all the time, or resisting it, or defending yourself. You know. So you've got this other opening in the mind. You just to have that experience of knowing the mind can open that's a shift of gear the mind, when the mind opens that you can do that 
tells you something about the mind. The mind is not any of the programs that, that push it forward and push it back. If it was, it wouldn't do that. If it just was a forward, backward thing, if it just was a thing driven by goal orientation and getting and having and being and not being and making this work, which just was that, you wouldn't, be able to, you wouldn't be able to open up and watch it, but you can open up. You can just be here and think, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on. Well, look at that. You know? And just doing that alone, it, uh, it starts to take away some of the um, entrancement of these programs, the way they kind of hypnotize us as if this is ultimate and real and necessary and compulsive and you've got to be this and you've got to get on and there's nothing but this and you've got to do that and do that. Okay, you know, there's some, there's some needs and some purposes and some aims here, but, you know, how real are they? How ultimate are they if tonight you're going to die? Just, you know, you look at the, the whole seduction. We can all acknowledge that in the advertisements, you know, the, the, the very obvious you know, seduction technology in the commercial world. How getting this glitzy new thing is going to make you have a wonderful smile and a new hairdo and 15 years younger and be lovely. You know, you never see kind of decrepit, beat-up people in adverts, do you? Always, always kind of <laughs> looking really fantastic. I washed a shirt. I'm so happy. You know, <laughs> give me a perfect figure as well. Washing a shirt in this particular detergent. <laughs> you know, really, really crude. And there's something so hypnotic about those images. They're, they're, they're carefully tooled. And we probably all recognise the the. Uh, political seductions, the kind of jargon and platitudes that come through the politicians about what we need to do and our moral imperatives and justice and democracy and freedom, so we'll go and beat people up. I mean, we will uh, pacify people. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You know, these kind of things, and then the uh, uh, media circus as well. You you, you start to see some of this, and, and and also the seductions that are much more kind of get ingrained in your own your own psychology. Uh, what you've got to do, what you've got to have, what you've got to have to be a real, proper, accomplished human being. And if you miss this one out, you're really not going to make it, you know. And uh, those sorts of attitudes, and how how loveless they are, how how little acceptance how little love in, is it present in them to really treat you tenderly as you are right now and it's the whole you know and then you realize who is this perfect human being that I'm going to be where is she where is she is there anybody on the planet who has made it <laughs> Is there anybody, one man or one woman, who's actually made it on that track and is now 
absolutely fine with no problems and at at peace with themselves Hmm. there isn't one (laughs) some good bluffers but you know when the stories come out and so forth and is any one of them who's free from anxiety free from fear free from jealousy free from aversion free from pride free from conceit free from malice free from greed free from vanity no? these things that cramp and make the mind, make the heart distasteful so there aren't any so maybe you're the perfect human being Maybe everybody's a perfect human being. Just we need to redefine what the what the thing is, because we've only you know if you've been fed celluloid, you don't know, <laughs> we don't haven't really as a as a culture really embraced what the human being actually is, you know? and a possibility to be um, grander than our physical limitations would suggest. You know, we can't run like a cougar. We can't swim like a like a whale. But we can be really big hearted and wise and compassionate. That's our gift. That's our possibility. And in this rather, you know, vulnerable physical experience just encourages us to be more compassionate to each other, more supportive of each other, more helpful, less kind of in it and in our little boxes, but much more wishing to 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 share, wishing to understand, wishing to develop the, the faculties so that we can leave the body when we die. We can let it go, we can and we don't have to be caught in that. We don't have to be caught in the sorrow or the fear the pain or the panic we can know how to leave life as we all must do that's that's the possibility so these things these are all possibilities to cultivate and you start to look at the the triggers for our programs what are called perceptions or impressions you, know, you see something you see something you hear something it hits your heart and you go oh wow that's, that's great and you, you know so you see things this on display you see a you know, big mac or something and it's all dressed up you go, wow it looks great and it hits the eyes and you translate it into great and these things are not great. <laughs> you know, you, what you see with your eye is a visual appearance, and you're going to put, you're going to eat it, put it in your body. You can't. That's a different thing, isn't it? What goes in your eyes isn't going into your mouth. So you start to look at perceptions in that way, impressions, how you know the surfaces, how the the, the sense, the sensory appearance of things is not necessarily an accurate. 
um, translation of what's good for you and so you put some checking on that develop what's called restraint which means you check you see something attracts you how attractive is it How, how helpful is it how good is it so you start to turn it around you start to check these perceptual triggers uh, and then the ones that one builds up in one's you know, things we're, we're averse to yeah. be a, how bad are how bad is it how bad is it to walk rather than drive how bad is it mm-hmm. and particularly the kind of um, most sadly really the perceptions that getting about other people how we you know um, racial discrimination mm. um, ethnic discrimination mm. you know, gender discrimination or ways in which you can see someone and you think oh, he's stupid or fantastic or you know get a perceptions or people's behaviors how we experience people's behavior and we form judgments around something they said which they, maybe they did say it. but that little piece is what sticks in the mind and almost becomes their identity so if somebody says something carelessly and it doesn't sound very good and it sticks with us snags, we snag on that particular perception and then yeah, she said that she's the one who says that and then five years later I'm remembering she's the one who said that yeah. and everything else about her I've forgotten yeah. she said that which maybe she's forgotten she even said <laughs> mm. it was a careless moment we all have them she wasn't really with what she was saying we all do that so you get these kind of behaviours that are often themselves um, sort of just programs and we can easily form fixed perceptions of each other based upon that and then the perceptions one has of oneself uh, when, you, when you ask yourself uh, what, do, what do you feel about yourself how do you think how, what, what idea what impression do you have of yourself and so you realize these are all just um, they're like films they're like um, a film that's placed that we um, gets coated over experience because it's a very short hand annotation of an experience and then it's stored up it's often not a very accurate um, representation at all it's just a momentary thing and it triggers off uh, whole sets of behaviour who, who I'm going to be with or it sets off emotional behaviour I feel irritated, I feel miffed I feel jealous, I feel you've let me down I feel you haven't listened to me and so we, then we get this kind of stuff welling up uh, and really just, the, just the, the ability to acknowledge there's a perception, there's an impression has arisen what I want to do with that maybe it's just time to put it to one side I don't have to follow that I don't have to 
get triggered by that particular perception. I don't have to run out my righteous indignation program. I don't have to run out my setting you straight program. I don't have to run out my getting even program. <laughs> you know. So that they just 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 stop that. Instead, putting perceptions of like just like me, this other person. Um, experiences stress wants to be happy just like me this person um, has got a lot of programming has got uh, is, is a lot of stuff running for them a lot of old habits that they act upon just like I do mm. so rather than judgmental we get a sense of um, tenderness and compassion and then maybe we can start to respond to each other from that place helping each other you know, from that place and then also to ourselves because one of the other teachings there is about karma is that, that karma is action but action that has results and these results um, form patterns so what you do repeatedly becomes a pattern, doesn't it? You do this repeatedly every day. You do this; it becomes your pattern. And after a while, you, you know, you just do it on automatic. You, go out, you know, your morning thing: get up, feed the dog, you know, yada yada. That's your pattern. So you do that. And these pro, these patterns, you know, get established. So this they be, patterns become the program. So you're, you're programmed with that, and pa- patterns. These patterns are established by repetition, by doing things repeatedly. They're also established by the intensity with which you do something. You act with great with violence. That really carves a big habit groove in the mind. Maybe you only do it once, but still it leaves a strong track leaves a strong impression it doesn't just disappear there's a result and similarly there are good results from acts of courage um, acts of forgiveness things of this nature so there are results and we get programmed to the, to, for better or worse in accordance with that when you consider things this way, then you think, you know, what do you want to do repeatedly? What do you want to really give your full assent to? And you want to maximize those actions, those thoughts, those inclinations that you feel good with. You want to maximize those because they're going to stay with you. And you want to minimize the stuff you feel is either just a habit, waste of time, nervous reactions or downright nasty you know you want to minimize that stuff because they, they stay with you and they stay with you and they come back so that if you programmed your mind to operate in a certain way likelihood is next time something suddenly happens bam there you go you know you, 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 you act you react in accordance with the programming that your mind has set up You know, you see people, um, road rage, for example, you know, you're in a traffic jam, 
the traffic's moving is slow, people are starting to get angry. Doesn't do anybody any good. Makes it very unpleasant for everybody. Still, people get angry. Because the program is, if I can't go at the speed I'm operating at, I'm going to, you know, frustration and anger builds up. If, if, I get, if I can't do what I want, I get angry. We establish that kind of pattern and program. Rather, if I can't do what I want, I get patient. <laughs> Which seems more useful, doesn't it? You know, so this is where we talk about deliberately cultivating uh, some what I call um, skillful karma. And you have to create those those patterns. You have to acknowledge patience, uh, restraint of the senses, uh, virtue, kindness, truthfulness, um, you know, staying with what you're doing, resolution, so on. Establish these so that, that when life throws things at you, instead of going into your why me or why has it always happened to me mode, you go into okay, um, right, well, I just need to practice some kindness towards me, having a rough time, rather than, you know, going to the negative complaining state, why don't I just practice some kindness towards myself instead? So, you, you know, you, you start to turn the mind around. And this is skillful karma. Mostly, it seems that, you know, in our culture we need, the particular things that are really needed is kindness towards yourself and towards others, but particularly towards yourself. Seems to be a program that's kind of dying out. <laughs> you know, and patience. It's quaint. Hmm? <laughs> Old-fashioned. 18th century attitude. And patience, because everything's moved so fast. And the theme is to get faster, get quicker. You know. So, you, know, you realise that you know, human system can't, you know, heart can only beat so fast, <laughs> the brain can only work so fast. So there has to be a limit to that. Yeah. And, and you realise if you get more... And the faster it goes, the more that open quality, open quality disappears and that you, you, your mind narrows to the timeline forward sense and then you're in danger actually. Because it's only if the mind has got some openness can the mind actually respond to you. If it's got no time, it, you you get left off the, off the out of the picture. And I think this is really the heart of the matter. That so often, when we particularly when we come to ourselves, we even consider ourselves. Ourselves is very much a doing experience. A doing and have you done, and how much have you done, and what will you do, what you need to do. Yeah. That sort of sense, uh, rather than a being experience, like, well, how are you now? How can I support you now? That, that quality. That's what disappears, that quality disappears when the mind is too goal oriented, you know? Because it, 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 hasn't got, it hasn't got the room to do it. You know, it's rather like um, when we panic, there's an emergency, and you suddenly rush really fast. 
then you've got to get out. You know, the house is on fire, you've got to get out. Um, and uh, so, in that moment, your mind maybe just shuts off other things and just get out. You know. And maybe that's sometimes useful to have that faculty. But if you're living like it all the time, <laughs> you know, it's a, and it, it isn't always the skillful response. Remember, uh, one of our people in our monastery was Hungarian, and uh, he said when he was a boy in Hungary, that is, it was a fairly flat country, grain-growing country, so big barns where they put the, you know, for the grain. And they had an empty barn having some kind of dance or, you know, something, big public gatherings, 800 people in this barn. And um, the big barn, a couple, just a couple of doors to get into it. Yeah. And the barn caught fire, it was a wooden barn, barn caught fire. And everybody panicked, trying to rush out the door. And his grandfather was in the barn, his grandfather just stopped, gave himself like five seconds. Or the wooden barn, let's just push through the wall. Just smashed through the wall. He got out, 800 people died because they couldn't, they couldn't have five seconds. They couldn't give themselves five seconds, so they lost their lives. Yeah. So, you know, it's like that, isn't it? The openness of the mind, it's a really precious quality. That's going to look after you, that's going to keep you safe. Uh, and it's not just situations like that it's actually that sense of widening opening your mind in the ordinary everyday collisions that, that we're going through or ordinary day little calamities and this didn't quite work out and he wasn't very nice to me and what am I going to do about that it's just open yeah. and um, then you get that some mind naturally is a compassionate, has a compassionate faculty, but it needs to be opened up before that comes into into play. Yeah. Mm. I mean, loving kindness is not some sort of special technique. It's our nature. If, when the mind is open, it does that. Every single one of us, when we're in a relaxed you know, non-hurried state, the tendency is to rather in just enjoy and feel warm towards each other. You know? But if we're preoccupied or snarled up, then it, it goes out. So really priority is to, is to get the mind to open up, which means slowing down the forward movement. Even when that forward movement is very, all the seductions are there, You've got to get on. You've got to make this. You can't stand for this. You don't want that. You don't hang around. Those messages are coming up. Even when they are, when they're coming up, particularly is the time when you just, just push the button. Give yourself. Can you give yourself five seconds? You can't give yourself five seconds. <laughs> you see, just so you just that five seconds. You stop. And, where am I? Right now, where am I? You come to your body. How am I? Can I breathe in? Can I breathe out? That's it. 
just give yourself that time and then you find that there's awareness opens up and it's saying hey you don't need that you've done that 50 times already it never took you anywhere good don't bother this isn't your good side don't bother to follow that that particular voice in your head that's just a program forget that you know that's what you because then you have then you actually start to fine tune your life you begin to see through some of these voices programs and moods in that in your that are sort of tightening up in your mind mm-hmm. you know I mean some of you I'm sure practice meditation you probably got to know some of these characters in there that call themselves you yeah. Yeah. you met some of them they natter all the time yeah some just kind of prattle away pointlessly <laughs> some of them are just kind of endlessly critical critical of yourself call it the inner tyrant this one inner tyrant has got no ability to congratulate give you a break be warm hearted inner tyrant can only say what's wrong with you now you should do this you should do that you never do this you always do that and when you never do this you don't like that and that wasn't very good was it in a tyrant yeah. you got the another one they call it the greasy sale, greasy salesman of the mind <laughs> which is saying what you really need is one of those you know <laughs> get one of that you'll be alright you know just what you need you, know, you deserve it you know. everybody else has got what you want like that <laughs> Like a little moment when you hear the greasy salesman, you get this vi- vista of feeling happy, and, and then, then you go, you buy it, and then you, you don't. You get this kind of brief moment, euphoria, when you buy into that, and then it just melts like snow, and you, yeah. <laughs> so then, then the inner tyrant kicks in and says, "You idiot! You bought that again." You know? <laughs> when are you ever going to grow up and be responsible? Every time you're a fool, you know. None of these people, none of these people are going to give you any, any good messages, are they? So you want to find some place you can say, "Okay, fine, yeah, fine." Okay. Could you just sort of stand over there for a while? I mean, great, love you, but just be over there for. I just got you know, right now. I just need to be with um, some silence for a while. I'll get back to you later. Because they're they're always on call. <laughs> you don't you never you never miss out on one of these. They always come back to you. So you just fine, great. I'll give you just give me give me ten minutes, will you? And then you can start complaining about me again. <laughs> so just right now I need to go a bit deeper and just breathe in and breathe out and feel myself opening up and relaxing and being with the Dharma. Mm. And then when you start to you know, see, you know, this is just like everybody's in this game. Everybody's got this stuff going for them. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just stuff. It's just, it's like a virus. Everybody's got it. There's nothing wrong with you particularly. You don't have to not have this stuff. You just have to not believe in it. And know you can shift out of that. Yeah. And the, the this is this is the practice 
that you know, seeing through the illusions of the mind, the stickiness of it, is the practice that leads you to real quality peace that's yours, that you can feel for yourself, in yourself, as you are. And that's going to guide you in your life as to what you want to do while you're here, what you want to do while you've got the time, what's important for you right now. Mm. I'll stop there. Thank you for listening and I hope something has landed there that might be useful for you.